Seattle Sports Station presents the K.J. Wright Show. The ball is intercepted. K.J. Wright reaches up about 13 feet in the air. Number 15. Now every Wednesday with Brock and Saul. How y'all like that? Brought to you by Muckleshoot Casino. Well, it is true. The rumors are very much true. Uh, this hour driven by Wayscar Ford. K.J. Wright yo, yo. is in the building. In the building. Salk, what's up, man? What's going on, man? Congratulations. Thank you. It was, um, it was a really, really cool ceremony that yeah. the Seahawks had for you to say goodbye. The one day contract. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, you know, from our perspective, such a such a great moment. What was it like for you? It was much, much needed. I needed that closure in my life just to um, just to get drafted as a Seahawk. Ended as a Seahawk. I was boohoo crying the whole time. I don't know if y'all could un- understand a word I said. I was just crying. Just so many emotions. Went into those 10 years that I had here through injuries, through Super Bowl, through Pro Bowl, through all my teammates, just the parade, just all those things bottled up in a 30-minute press conference. <laughs> I tried to do my best to deliver it, but um, it was a really special time for me, and I'm glad that they did that for me. KJ, we just had a, a broadcaster on with the White Sox, who I work with in the college football booth, and I was asking him about home run calls. And do you sit there and do you try to prepare for them, right? Do you get ready? Do you try to write notes? And he's like, no, you just are in the moment. As you got ready for that closure yep. and you knew and you had family out, it was so cool to see all your family that many of them traveled yeah. in as well. Yeah. Did you prep for that? Did you <laughs> think that you were going to be that emotional? Did you know that you were going to have to have that kind of closure? I'm telling you, but I did prepare and I, I kid you not, I was, cr- I was crying as I was writing out really? my words. I'm such a crybaby these days. Did you know that would be the case? Did you know you would turn into a crier? Yes, I knew it was coming. <laughs> I couldn't control my emotions. And I was writing about my dad. I was tearing up, writing about my wife. I'm like, what is wrong with me? But um, it happened so fast. I reached out to John. I said, hey, John, what's up? Can, can we do this? And he's like, yeah, man, you want, you want to do it tomorrow? I said, no, 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 no. That's, that's, that's too early. Give me about two or three days to get my family up here. So I flew my family up, came in, signed the one day, and then did the press conference. And um, just a beautiful, beautiful day. Just see all those people, all my teammates. It, it, it meant a whole lot to me. Do, uh, you know, did you cry before you had kids? No, not at all. It's big, strong, macho man. I'm not crying. What am I cry about? Well, I kid you not. When my son was born, my yeah. firstborn was born, life just changed for me. I just saw the world completely differently. I was boo crying when he was born. <laughs> you just see life, and you just get this emo- You just get in touch with your emotions Isn't inside when those kids are born. It really is strange how it happens, and it, yeah. it feels like a switch is turned, <laughs> and all of a sudden you're crying at you know, animated movies, and yeah. yeah, everything makes us cry yeah, these yeah. days. It's very yeah. sad. Yeah, it's the weepy uh, Brock and Salk show that we've got <laughs> going on here. So what what have you been doing? What Where, where else will, will we find you now besides here every Wednesday? I'll be here every Wednesday. I'm doing Bally Sports. Every Tuesday, okay. they're stationed in Chicago, yeah. And um, those those are my only jobs. I okay. was telling Brock, I'm, I'm commentating my daughter's um, volleyball games, and so um, I'm getting some media work in that, calling her volleyball games, announcing you know, that. Do you know a lot about volleyball? Oh yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, like I'm supposed to know. That? Oh yeah, yeah. I know about the bump, set, spikes, okay. the, the kills, all that stuff. All and right. So it, it's, okay, hold on though. You told me that, <laughs> but in what capacity are you play by play? Are you color? Are you both? Are you in the gym? Like paint the picture. I'm the DJ. <laughs> I'm, they they threw me a curve. I said, hey, okay. you got to do the music the day before the you game. Talk to Super Sam. Be like, all right, how do I do this? I'm the yes. I'm the I DJ. Yeah. I do the announcing. I, I announce the starting lineup. I do uh, the Pledge of Allegiance. That's like, you got to do the Pledge of Allegiance, too. I said, what? (laughs) 
So I had to do that as well. And um and, and the play by play. So whenever who comes up to serve, whoever makes a kill, I announce it, bring the energy. The mascot is the eagle, so okay. I'm doing my whole thing. You don't so. do like a screech or anything, do you? Like you don't have to do sound effects. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm not I'm not there right. yet. I'm not there yet. Good. So it was fun. It was real. It was so real that's fun. in the gym, Esquah High School. So we can come watch. Like if Salk wants to take his girls, wants to get all boo crying, watching KJ <laughs> doing announcing in a gym. If I bring my girls, will you cry? For us, will you, can you cry on command? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not that emotional. <laughs> right, I'm, not, I'm not that emotional. Right. So uh, fair enough. Yeah, hey, yeah. Why, why? I'm curious. Uh, why, KJ? Why stepping into the media? You get done playing, mm-hmm. right? That closure you just talked about. That that book closes. Yeah. Why? What was the the leading to get into this phase? It's, it's pretty simple. I just I love football. I'm a football junkie. I love everything about it. I love the ins and outs, the teamwork. The camaraderie and just um, I have a unique insight. I played for 11 years, pro ball, high school. And so I believe that I can really deliver to the listeners and to the fans what really goes on in the locker room, what I see during the game, what's leading up to this big time game, how they're going to respond after a big win, how they're going to respond after a big loss. And so. I've seen it all, done it all, and just to deliver it to the people, and um, I'd be really excited about. So that. you felt like you had all of this kind of institutional knowledge that comes with that background, and mm-hmm. you want to give it, yep. like you want to share it. Yep, no doubt, no doubt. And it's really cool for me to just just come into media to just talk about it, do some TV stuff as well. Yep. So it's gonna be really fun. Well, you're one for one, as far as I know. Uh, you were the first person I heard say that Geno Smith was likely gonna start week one for <laughs> the Seahawks. I know my ball. I know. So you're one for one. Uh, you know, I, I, Brock, what's my record? If I don't know whether I'm quite at 100%. I did once say Thomas Rawls would be better than Ezekiel Elliott. So, mm. you know, I, I'm at least for one there. I, I missed like an occasion. Yeah. What, um, why did you say that? Why did you believe that Gino would be the starting quarterback week one? Um, I played with Gino. I played with Gino. I saw how he prepared as a backup. I saw he prepared as a backup, went against him. He was a scout team guy. The man has a, he has a beautiful arm. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe this is his chance. It was, a, it was a disaster in New York. That was that was ugly. Went to a bad team, played bad. That was ugly. But give this man a chance. Let him, let him, let him. He has DK, has Tyler. Let's give him a chance to see how I can do in a 17-game season where you are the guy. You think Pete was the right guy? Had uh, Geno been drafted to Seattle and had Pete Carroll as coach instead of the dysfunction with the Jets and bounce around, how integral a role does Pete play in Geno's development and being ready Monday night? It could have been a completely different story. Who knows? When you go to a really good team, when you go to a really bad team, you've seen it. And so I believe if he does get a Coach Carroll, someone that's positive, someone that puts him in position to be successful, someone that lets him be himself, surround him around really good teammates, I I don't think you can put a a price tag on just good vibes and just good – atmosphere within a building hey salt quickly can i interrupt real i'm sorry but you were talking about your retirement do you think that would have been as deep and profound had you not had your experience away from here had you not experienced a different organization do you think it would have hit you the same way not at all not at all because I, i going to vegas i had a fantastic time there but it's just different it's just different walking into that building, you know, seeing the black and silver versus the blue. Um, I love ball, but I just wasn't quite fulfilled as I was when I was a Seattle Seahawk. And so it definitely hit 10 times differently coming back 
played with the Raiders, and then as a Seahawks. Yeah, it is funny. Uh, you and I maybe have some of that in common. Neither of us are from here. Both of us came here and then and then left for various reasons. I found that Seattle had become home without me realizing it. Yeah. And I, I wonder if you sort of felt the same way. Like, oh, wait, Seattle's home? I didn't realize I felt <laughs> that way until I was living somewhere else. Yeah, being, being a you know from Mississippi, that's... I'm Mississippi, Mississippi raised, Mississippi bred. That's that's home. But when people ask me, "Hey, where's home for you?" I always say Seattle. Seattle's my home. This is where I spent most of all of my adulthood here. Met my wife here, raised my kids here, and I plan on being here for a very, very long time. And so, all my boys out here, Cam's out here, you know, Sherm, Shed, uh, Bobby's gonna be out here. And so, um, this is where I'm gonna be at for a long time, man. And I just love it here. You know, it's how oh, often do you see all those guys? Uh, well, I stay right down the street from well, about five, ten minutes from Cam. Um, my youngest boy and Cam, they're in the same grade. Me and Sherm's daughter, they're in the same class. And so it's just, I see wow. all these dudes all the time. And so <laughs> drop them off kids at school. Hey, what up, man? How you doing, man? What's up? What's up? You know, so, what's, so, you know so what's different, man, is that that's new. Yeah, no and, and I'm not trying to like make a story out of, out of something. But honestly, like the, in my era, guys didn't stick around. You know, it, it, there were a few. Tez made home here, and, and there were a few guys that absolutely kind of planted their roots and loved it, KJ. But quite honestly, most of all of the guys that I played with, and Hasselback to Dilfer to Ricky Waters mm-hmm. to Lyman, uh, Tobeck made made home here uh, to a degree and, 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 and still calls this place home. But, KJ, that's different, man, that, yeah. to, to have that many guys. Do you think that's because of the bonds we, <laughs> and what you all created? We really and truly love each other. I think it's, it's just that simple. We really love each other, and we just had such a unique chemistry, a unique dynamic to where we brought a Super Bowl to this city. Guys, let's just stay here and just do even better things once we're done playing ball. And so um, it's just truly special to see, you know, Cliff come back, you know, raise a 12th man flag, you know, mm-hmm. Sydney's Rice is here. And um, just all these guys are just here in town and just we the city needs our energy. The city needs that presence in, in the city of Seattle. And so we're here to stay for it. You know, uh, and winning a, a championship is a little different, right? I mean, it, it, yeah. there is something about winning a championship in a city that will bond you to that place and the opportunities that are available to you, et cetera. I mean, winning a championship yeah. is something that <laughs> no one else can say uh, from the Seahawks other than that group of, of from 2013. So, mm-hmm. all right, we got KJ uh, for the uh, entire hour here. We're going to talk some ball with him. Talk through this Seahawks team. Talk through the uh, Monday night game. Did you hear Russell Wilson's coming to town on Monday? I don't know if you knew this. No way. But Russ will be here on Monday night. Uh, so obviously we'll have some questions about that <laughs> and what that will look like. Uh, and we've got our tickets to that game to give away here in about 20 minutes. We'll tell you how you can do that at 830. So don't go anywhere. It's Brock and Salk. It's KJ Wright Show. Brought to you by Muckleshoot Casino here on Seattle Sports on 710. SeattleSports.com. This this is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports Station. Brock and Salk. All right, it's KJ Wright who is in with us now every Wednesday for the 8 o'clock hour on the new Brock and Salk here on Seattle Sports on 710seattlesports.com as well and the Seattle Sports app. So... What do you think the Seahawks are capable of this year? I believe they are capable of getting close to making the playoffs. And everyone is calling me crazy. KJ, what are, they, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? I truly believe mm-hmm. that going into that building, there is a new energy in that building. There's a new sense of urgency in that building. And a lot of guys in that building have a lot to prove. If I'm in that building, you telling me I'm going to suck and win five games? 
Dog, I'm, I'm going to prove you wrong. But don't athletes do that even when people don't say they're going to suck? No. I mean, you played with Sherm, for God's sake. Weren't you here when Lawyer Malloy was here? <laughs> I was. I wasn't there with Lawyer. You weren't? Mm-mm. Oh, I thought you had a year with Lawyer. He I mean, ain't Lawyer that was old, the master Saul. of this. It didn't matter. His team was on the way to the Super Bowl. He's like, oh, nobody believes in us. <laughs> Dude, come on. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. They Look at the roster. I like what I see with the roster. You got two really great receivers okay. on the outside. You have a running back. I'm looking forward to Penny. Penny, I need Penny to do what he did in the end of the season, in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. I don't care about those 400 yards he got with three games left. I need you to do that early in the season. So hopefully Penny does do that. And you look at the defense, I believe that the secondary is really, really good from playmaking and from a leadership standpoint. And so I think they're going to be A-OK. Mm-hmm. Eight wins, you know, maybe get close. Call me crazy, but I think it can happen. What about all these rooks? Do they provide some of that energy? Right, I, I said in blue 88 cages, it's the first time on paper, and we'll see whether or not it all plays out Monday. There's some injuries that they have a chance of starting three rookies, as they did in 2012, that 2012 class. Do those rookies provide a different little energy you talk about in that building? Absolutely. And when you look at rookies, I believe that it's going to be obviously, obviously cross um, right tackle, Abram, Abe Lucas, Lucas, Big Abe, yeah. and um, who's Kobe Bryant? Tariq? Tariq? I think it's gonna be Tariq. It better be Tariq. <laughs> it better be Tariq. Well, I'm why, walking in why there. Why do you say that? Because he's super, super talented, and this is a guy that could be a game changer for your defense. And so, when you look at rookies, obviously, there's going to be some learning curves. They're going to do some dumb stuff. They're going to mess up, jump off sides, get a bunch of holdings. But let these guys grow into themselves. I was a rookie. I started as a rookie. Started my first game. Bobby played as a rookie. Phenomenal. Sherm, the list goes on and on. And so rookies, it's, they're what they are. They're young, a little immature, but they're going to grow and provide a lot of, you know, contribute to these wins mm-hmm. on, on Sundays. What game was your rookie year? Do you remember that week? I remember that like it was yesterday. Okay, take me through the week <laughs> and take me into your first game. Um, 2011, we are going into San Fran playing Frank Gore, Alex Smith, and um, San Francisco 49ers, and I was a starting middle linebacker. David Hawthorne was hurt. I don't know if you guys remember Heater, yeah. but Heater was hurt. And so they said, like, hey, KJ, you're the Mike linebacker. Never played Mike linebacker a day in my <laughs> life. <laughs> Who were the other linebackers at that point? Leroy Hill? It was uh, Leroy and Aaron Curry. And Aaron Curry. Aaron Curry. And I said, yeah, play middle linebacker. I never did this. And so I just remember Coach Doran just getting me prepared for the week, getting me prepared. He gave me confidence. He taught me how to get in front of the huddle. He taught me what to expect. And, um, man, I had a phenomenal game. <laughs> I was so happy. I was so dang happy. We lost, but um, I played pretty dang good. And I remember after that game, I went up to my dad because my dad flew out. He's like, what's up, man? You think you can hang with these dudes? I was like, yeah, man. I, I could play. I could play in the NFL. <laughs> so surreal day just to start my first game as a rookie, middle linebacker. We lost, but I played well, and I got off to my career. That's 2011, right? That was 2011 season, yeah. so Tavares was starting a quarterback. Mm-hmm. All right, trying to just put all of this into yep. context. I don't yep. know that I remember that game, but... Yeah, Ben Obamanu, Mike Williams, um, Matt McCoy, Raheem Brock, the list goes on. With, wow. With some guys yeah, there's some there. names uh, on there. They, they say, right, the old adage is for every rookie you start, that's a, another game you're going to lose. <laughs> do, do you buy that, or, or do you, you know, how, how, how hard is it to transition and be successful, not just in a game, but over the course of a season as a rookie starter? Yeah, you, you can't put a price tag on experience. Experience is everything. I got put in a lot of situations as a rookie where I did some stuff like, what was I thinking? Mm-hmm. And so you fast forward to year 
three, year four, you get put in that same scenario. Okay, I've seen this before. It's, it's third and one. I see this formation. I'm going to do this. I expect this. And so as you get older as, a, as an athlete, you learn things and put yourself in better position to be successful. And so when you do play rookies, obviously there's going to be some stuff that they mess up on. That's to be expected. Mm-hmm. But – the good rookies learn from those mistakes. The good coaches teach those guys, hey, we're in this situation. Let's get better at this. And so, like I said, new energy, new surge. I'm really, really excited to see these guys get off to a phenomenal start. Specifically, uh, you mentioned Tariq Woolen and say he better start. I, I, I've been thinking about him a little bit because he feels starting Tariq Woolen feels to me like a, a declaration by Pete Carroll and this coaching staff that they are back to being the same type of a mm-hmm. organization that they were in 2011 when, when you started that game. It's going for upside and talent yep. and all of that over experience and playing it safe. It's a riskier move, right? Even even starting Kobe Bryant would be safer than starting Tariq Woolen, who just learned how to play this position yesterday. Yeah. How, how meaningful is it that Pete Carroll and, and his coaching staff are, are potentially willing to do that? Here's the thing. If we're going to start over, if we're going to hit the reset button, let's hit the reset button. <laughs> let's, let's start over and let's get these guys out here to get this new regime, this new generation going. And so when you put, that, when you put him out there, you're saying, hey, I see a lot in this guy. This man is extremely fast. He's extremely savvy. He has extremely great ball skills. I need a guy out there that can go out there and cover some really good receivers. Will he get, you know, get rotted up here and there? Absolutely. Yeah. But I bet you he's going to make a play, you know, here and there throughout the game. And so get him out there, pair him with Sidney Jones, that those two guys go out there and start at corner, put Quandre and Jamal on the back end, and ride out and let's go play some ball. You think if you were around that building this week, embedded in it like you were your rookie year in 2011, you think Pete's approach is any different in 2022 than it was 11 years ago? No, I believe he's, this man's the same guy. He's the same guy. <laughs> this man hasn't changed a bit. He's um he, he's a man that's going to come out there be super positive. I saw what he said in um his interview the other day. Super positive, and that that it could be a little naive at times. Like, okay, okay, but the man really believes, and he's going to spread that positivity throughout throughout his guys. And he's going to be, hey guys, we can do this. We're going to have our formula, and this formula is going to work. And what's the good thing about that? Those guys are sitting there with just googly eyes, like, yeah, coach, this is good. This is going. <laughs> No, this is going to work. It has to work, Coach. I believe in you. And so I believe that's when, you know, unfortunately some guys had to leave because, you know, you heard some guys say, oh, the message gets stale. The yeah. message gets stagnant. Eh, you you got to, you know, those guys got to wean out because you don't want as a coach for your message to not be impactful to your guys. And so these guys are saying, like, oh, yeah, man, we're going to win some ball games. You ever hear Pete say something and just look like, wait, I've never heard anyone use those combination of words before. Yeah, I've, I've sat in meetings like, Coach, I don't know about that. I mean, just the other day, this one surprised me. This was He was uh, talking about the captains. Today <laughs> we uh, selected captains, and um, our guys you know, vote for that and choose those. Uh, Tyler Lockett's going to be the, the captain on offense. Uh, beautiful recognition for a guy's beautiful recognition. What does that even mean? Like, Pete no, I like that. I like that. Beautiful recognition. <laughs> Have you ever heard those two words used together? It, it works. I love it. <laughs> 
great, great two words, Coach Carroll. Yeah. I love it. All right. Speaking of love, uh, the audience loving KJ Wright. Let me read some of the text here. Uh, having KJ's thoughts and insights are awesome. This is going to be a great show. No offense, Brock. You're cool. Uh, that comes from Ben and Lake Forest Park. Uh, KJ Wright is such a good get. Uh, I don't know who that came from. Uh, Yahoo. Great to hear and see KJ. Can't wait to listen to him all season long. And then uh, KJ sounds good on radio. And KJ, do we boo Russell? Well, we will address Russell Wilson here yeah. in just a moment. And let me say something to the fans real quick. Hey, listen, to all the ones that's right now, I want you guys to be honest with me. Let yeah. me know how I can get better. Oh, man. Don't just give me all this, the flowers, Uh-oh. sunshine, Uh-oh. rainbows. Uh-oh. Give it to me. You don't want that. No, I, I need I to get better. I don't want that smoke. I got thick skin. You don't, I don't know. No? No? <laughs> you haven't seen the text machine yet. Oh, Lord. This thing can get very, very, very nasty. Or at least it did to me. <laughs> Maybe it'd be a little kinder to people who won the I Super Bowl for Seattle. KJ's in a different boat than you. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> all right, we'll be right back. We're going to give away tickets. I'll try to buy some of your love with Seahawks tickets for Monday night. KG will be here till 9 o'clock. It's Brock and Salk and Seattle Sports. This, this is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports Station. Here we got a text here to the from the 206 saying, KJ, you want a hard truth? Oh, there we go. If you want to be embraced as a 710 stalwart with no sugar coating... You need to point out intermittently that Salk's gotten pudgy and wax poetry about freak athletes' bodies like Brock does, especially their glutes. So just, there we go. Yeah, I'm sorry, I've got pudgy. Go. I'm, I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. Anyway, we can start working out after work. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I'll work out with KJ. I worked out with Brock once. I decided I would never do it again. I didn't have that kind of stamina. Hey, uh, to celebrate the start here, of the KJ Wright Show, we do have a chance for everybody to win tickets to the Monday night home opener against Russell Wilson and the Broncos, September twelfth. Uh, that's right, Seahawks and Broncos at Lumen Field. So uh, we were trying to come up with a good KJ trivia question. I thought we would go back to something you said mm-hmm. uh, when you joined me a few months ago. Yeah. So we will give away tickets. 866-979-3776 is the number. 866-979-3776. And we will give it away to the first person who can correctly identify where KJ got engaged. Mm. Got to be specific. Specific. You got to say Very the building, specific. The building you were wow. in. Very specific. When you got engaged. So uh, first caller who can correctly answer that, 866-979-3776. We'll wait a moment before we open up the lines because we want to be <laughs> fair to everybody who is uh, listening on the stream at seattlesports.com or on the Seattle Sports app. But uh, 866-979-3776. How, um, how do you think this goes? So Monday night, Russell Wilson comes back to Seattle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, us in the media, we've been talking, you know, what is this going to be like? Do you cheer him? Do you boo him? Uh, Tyler Lockett was asked about it. And uh, here was uh, the new Seahawks captain, Tyler Lockett's answer. But at the end of the day, you got to be able to separate the man from the player. And you got to understand that everybody's trying to do what's best for them. And all you can do is hope that they win and cheer for them to win. And so, I mean, that's really how I feel about it. I think that Seattle should cheer him on, you know, for everything that he's done, brought, helped bring a Super Bowl to this community, all that different type of stuff. Like, he's an amazing guy. What do you think? I love Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I love That's my guy. That's my guy. And um, I, I definitely feel what he's saying. It's just um, I believe when it comes to, to Monday, it's going to be about 70-30. 
70 supporting about 30, 30 booze. Mm. It just sucks when you're in this business. I believe that a narrative has gotten out there that Russell wants out, that Russell wanted out. And I believe that people are very upset about that. Mm. People are very upset about that. And so they, they're, it's an emotional game. They're emotional, so they're going to boo. They're upset. Like, why would you want out of here? We've done everything for you. We supported you. Why would you want to leave us? But I think from the other side, as Tyler was saying, is that this is a business. This is a business, and, and as a player, as an athlete, sometimes you have to make the move that's best for you and best for your family. You think it's all Seahawks, all peaches and cream. At the end of the day, I have to do what's best for Russell Wilson. So if he did want out to get you know a new career started, then that's what he wanted. And so it is See, what it KJ, is. KJ, a few years ago, there was a man in that building. He's known as the Graz father. He's a Graz father to Salk's kids, actually. <laughs> Not Godfather, the Graz father to his children. Let's be clear. He said, what, what responsibilities does that entail? I said, none. And he said, yes, I accept. <laughs> okay, that's true. And he taught me a valuable lesson. You know what fan is short for, right? I don't. Fan is short for fanatic. Mm. And what you used right there was beautiful. I'll use a Pete Carroll word. It's beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was logical. It was wonderful reasoning, uh, KJ. Wonderful. <laughs> but what uh, the Graz father in those 68,000 nutcases that are called the 12s that fill that building that you've been around, that you played for, that you love their cheer, their emotion, and everything else, they're fanatical. And on Monday night, I think that, that emotion and that fanaticism <laughs> and that nutsness I'm not buying 70% are going to be like, oh, you know, KJ's right. Yep. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's reverse. It's the opposite? I think it's the opposite. <laughs> I think there will be some cheers uh, from casual fans. And I think people that are the most engaged in it will say, I understand that it's a business and there are you know times where the business gets you. Um, but I don't think that's what happened here. This didn't feel like the normal course of business in the NFL. Mm -hmm. This feels, at least to me, like a guy who is more worried about his legacy mm. than anything else, than wanted more control of the situation. And whereas he was not going to get that here, the Broncos said, come on in. We're going to open up the pearly gates and give you whatever the heck you want. So, so let me ask you this. Is, Shopping is, spree. Is Russell wrong for wanting that for himself? Is he wrong for wanting that for his legacy and his career? Is he wrong for that? Not necessarily. But he's wrong for that from a Seattle sports fan perspective, Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, I, I don't – the only reason I care about Russell Wilson is because he happened to come play for the Seahawks. Mm. That's the only reason I got to and, know and, him. Yes. Right? And, I'm a Seahawks <laughs> fan, and so Russell came to the Seahawks, and now I like Russell Wilson because of it. So my only relationship with him exactly. is as a Seahawk. Mm -hmm. When he decides I don't want to be a Seahawk anymore, and whether he said that publicly or not – at some point, like that becomes the adversarial relationship I now have with yes. him. Yes. And so from the day that Russell is born to his last breath, who should his loyalty lie with? Should it should it lie with the with the fan that's mm. only loving him because he's wearing the number three in the blue and green jersey? Or should it lie with him and his wife and his kids and what I want to be and what I want and the legacy I want to leave behind? And who then should, the and then the beauty, KJ, of all of it is he plays the ultimate team game. He plays the ultimate at that position, and it's hard. I mean, we've seen Tom Brady divorce and leave, right? I mean, he left after seven, six Super Bowl wins. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that then is the hard part you throw into this mix of, well, hold on a second, man. This is all about the team. 
This is all about Seahawks. This is all about this group that believed in you, Russ, when you were a third round pick at five foot ten and gave you every opportunity. It was a team and an organization that surrounded you with KJ and Bobby and the Legion of Boom and Marshawn Lynch. It was an organization that paid you top dollar twice when you were up for contracts because you deserved it. You earned it. You were tremendous. You were the icing on the cake that it needed to get to two Super Bowls and win one and everything else. So then you've got to throw in, you know, the ultimate team game. And how does that dynamic fit into this departure as well? Yep, and it, it, it does play, but at the same time, Brock, it, it's, this may sound bad, but sometimes you have to put yourself first. I got to put myself first. I, you know, if, if Russell does feel like Coach Carroll is holding me back, dang it, I got to go and be free. I can't sit there and hand the ball off 30 times a game. If I truly believe in my heart and hearts that I am the man that I could go to the tough division with Patrick Mahomes, Herbert, Derek Carr, and win the division and get a Super Bowl, I need to go do that. Mm. If, if he just wants to hand the ball off to Penny and uh, let's lean on the defense and rush just win the ball, no. All right, I, I want to put up 40 all, points a game. I, I believe I can do that. I to, to, to actually convince me of anything. What, what is the deal? I've been very adamant about booing Russ. KJ shows up, and now I'm doubting myself for the first time. That's the most coherent argument I've ever heard on the other side of this. Yeah, okay, Brock, so thank you, God you're here. Please convince yes. me back into my normal world. Okay, I, well, this is, I'm blown away right now. Open up the text toy, okay, and just ask a very simple Simple question. I'd be very curious of the listeners. Now, they, now KJ probably swayed him with, with that just wonderful, wise counsel. Swayed me. Forget about yes. them. Yeah, okay. I'm going to cheer Russ. Open up the text toy. Simple. Boo or cheer. Just I, you're listening right yeah. now. Just simply text into the show what you're going to do. Boo or cheer. And let's see what the old text toy's got to say. Fellas, let me throw this scenario out for me. Let's remove Russ for a minute. Let's use me for example. If the Seahawks came to KJ Wright, let's say year five. After I just signed my new deal, hey yeah. KJ, um, you know we just we want to do something different. We want to have you be a, a two down linebacker, come off the field, take about a take about a four million dollar pay cut. I'm looking at the Seahawks like you are out of your mind. Mm-hmm. You are out of your freaking mind. Trade me or cut me. Now, should I be like, oh, the, the the fans love me. They love number fifty. He should stay here. No, I got a wife and three kids. <laughs> That I got to feed and take care of. I think you had a better argument before. I don't think that one is as analogous. I don't think those are the same thing. The Seahawks didn't come to Russ and try to change his role. He wanted a different role than the one that he had succeeded in for Mm -hmm. many years. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where Brock's point, I think, has some validity of, hey, it's a team game. And, you know, you careful what you wish for sometimes. You had uh, the Legion of Boom and all the defensive uh, success that went with it. You had uh, an offense that was very much geared towards your strengths. Mm-hmm. And in the last couple of years, things haven't looked exactly the same. Why, why didn't Russ run last year? That's that, that to me, and I'm going to keep coming back to this. To me, that's the biggest potential damning moment and why I would probably still boo is either Russ can't run anymore, which I don't fully believe, but okay, fine. Got, you know, Father time gets all of us. Yeah. Uh, maybe he can't run anymore, and, and that we'll see in Denver, and then I don't know whether he's going to be as valuable as he once was. Or maybe he didn't want to last year, because mm-hmm. Russ rushed for 13 yards per game last year. Mm. Lower than the year he hurt his leg. Mm. His high was 50 yards a game in 2014. His career average is around 30. So why didn't he run? Well, that's a really good question. Yeah. And if he runs again this year, 
I'm going to have some very, <laughs> very yeah. pointed questions about his level of buy-in last year, mm-hmm. especially after the quote that came from Jody Allen when when he left, when they traded him, uh, that said she was looking forward to having a team of players that were totally bought in this year, yeah. totally invested. Yep. And, and Salk, it's hard for you to say that this is the ultimate team game and also saying the same sentence that this is a billion-dollar business. Mm, yeah. This is a billion-dollar industry. Team sport, business, eh, they don't it's like they don't quite mix together. Yeah. And so you it's it's sometimes Well it goes back, KJ, to what you said at the very start of this. I think your first answer, you talked about the energy in that building, the energy in that place. You got a bunch of guys with chip on their shoulders. You got a bunch mm-hmm. of rookies. I'm curious, just big picture, and you can take this wherever you want to go. Salk and I talked a lot about this in the decade that you were there with all the stars that surrounded you that will all be in the ring of honor one day. And we just kind of watched it and went, hmm, you got that credit pie, right? There's a, if, if there's a pie that wants credit and I got a slice of it, like, okay, <laughs> let's give this slice of credit here, right? Let's mm-hmm. give this slice of credit here. Let's give this slice of credit there. Let's, let's, let's just give all these slices of credit. And you know what? On the way up that mountain, sheesh, yeah, we're all willing to, yeah. to get at the table and split that pie. Mm-hmm. And you get credit and you get credit like Oprah. And you get a car and you get a car and you get a car. <laughs> And yeah. everybody gets a slice of the credit pie. And then you climb the mountain and you win a Super Bowl. And then you climb the mountain and you're inches from another Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Did you feel that in your building? Because we talked about it a lot. Like, man, this just feels like somebody or a group or a position or – and as I said, you can take this any way you want. Mm-hmm. Did you feel that credit pie or in that, and the slices of it for more than you did in 2011, 2012, 2013? Oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. I believe it was pretty clear where the credit went in the beginning. Um, it went to Marshawn and the defense. You, you fast forward a few years, okay, guys get hurt. Cliff, career-ending Cam, Sherman's Achilles, Earl Eves. Okay, Russell, you have a way more bigger responsibility. That is the truth. Mm-hmm. That is the truth. Russell, we are leaning on you more because we don't have the same on the opposite side of the ball. That's, that's the God honest truth. And so, yes, to, what's the old saying? To who much is given, much is required. We required a lot out of Russell Wilson. And so he did grow into the man that we see today. He did grow into this man that's, what, $50 million a year. And I believe he is that good. And so if he's going to be that good, put the ball in his hands. And I believe that the credit did shift towards him. And it's unfortunate. I I don't want to get long-winded. But I truly believe that the media, the media gave Russell more credit in the beginning. And I believe that that shifted to the team dynamic. We were looking like, what the hell? Like, who's winning these ball games right, again? The media gave him too much credit at the who's, beginning. Who, who's winning these ball games again? Yeah. It's unfortunate that my team let that creep into our locker room because that, that, that crept into our locker room. That's something that bothers me to this day, that we let this narrative and this you know, media perspective just get in the way. Just unnecessary drama that who gives it? I don't personally give a. I don't care who gets the credit, as long as we win in ball games. But that unfortunately got in our way. Do you think? In addition to that, I don't mean to pry, you know kind of pry or pick at the scab, but in addition to you allowing it to infiltrate the locker room, do you think that the locker room also maybe didn't give him enough credit for mm. what he did at that time? It was mixed. Some guys like, man, this yeah, man it's, it's, can't say one thing. Yeah, this right? man is really freaking good. Who you yeah. want, Matt Flynn at their, at their quarterback? <laughs> what, do you, what else do y'all want? This man Matt is Flynn. this man is freaking good. Yeah, but a lot of guys are like, man, we don't. We put the team on our back. Marshawn's doing this. I'm like, guys, he's the quarterback. 
The media wants stars. Russell is a star. If he does anything good, if he throws five interceptions in NFC championships, but throw a freaking touchdown to Jermaine Curse, he's a freaking hero. And we're going to put that crown on his head. And so whatever, let him be the guy. You know, people, you know, he's the guy. So unfortunately, that got in our way. And, um, you know, it was just a blunder we had to overcome in the locker room. Uh-oh. So, uh-oh. What? Are you feeling the same uh-oh? What? I mean, should we tell KJ? Like. <laughs> what is he talking about? Well, there, there, may have been, there may have been an afternoon show on our station as that rise up the mountain was that labeled us the house of Wilsonism. That's true. That yeah. Salk and I were the ones. When you said right there, like, everybody wants to build him up. Everybody made him a star. Do Salk and I take – if there's a credit pie, <laughs> should, we take, should we take a big slice of the blame pie? Sure. I, I I'll think take some we, of that. I, 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 I have, I'll say it openly before. and honestly. I was completely knocked head over heels by what Russ did even in those early years. And I I don't know I, – I, I, it doesn't mean I discounted the importance of the defense – um, and I do think that we all undervalued the importance of the front seven of that defense, that mm-hmm. so much of the defensive credit went to the guys on the back end that I think we forget how important the rushing, the, uh, the pass rush was with Mike B and Chris Clemens, all, all of those guys. And just what a, what an incredible pass rushing yeah. team that was. So I, I think that some of that stuff has gotten mixed up over time. But early Russ was really fun. Even if he wasn't perfect, he was like he was the breath of fresh air that kind of complemented everything else that Sherm and Mm -hmm. KJ and Bobby and the rest of that group had done. Mm -hmm. So I don't apologize for that. Early Russ is one of my favorite things I've ever gotten to watch. That's the beauty of the guy you're sitting by right there, right (laughs) right next to you. I don't. I I I still feel good about that. I love. He was so fun to watch, and he fit our style. He was fun. He was excited, and he brought passion. The man fit our style. He wasn't your Typical drop back, dink and dunk, Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers type guy. He was a man that's going to scramble. Yep. Oh, I'm a roll out. Oh, I'm a dodge a sack. Oh, I'm gonna throw it deep and get lucky and complete a pass. <laughs> and that's but I think KJ, was. that's where the whole idea of of him wanting to go do something else is upsetting to fans because I think he is now more. It feels anyway more concerned with his legacy and that the problem with what you just said and that description of him is that while it got him a lot of credit here locally. It did not get him the national credit, the MVP votes, yeah. the the surefire Hall of Fame, everything else that goes with the all-time greats because he didn't throw for 4,500 yards a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I guess my question to Russ is, did Russell Wilson feel like he could win a Super Bowl hmm. in his 11th year with the Seattle Seahawks? Did he feel like he could win it in the next Clearly three, not. three to four years? No. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't believe he thought that he could. All right, we, we got to talk about a couple other things. We only have a few more minutes with you, but I, I wanted to make sure we asked you about the captains. Um, okay. And I know you said how much you love Tyler. It's an interesting group. Tyler Lockett, um, it's Al Woods and Quandre Diggs. I was personally kind of excited for Al Woods. Yeah. And then Nick Ballore as well. What, yeah. what did you make of those four as as captains? Um, the obvious, well, I knew Quandre was going to be captain. That's that He's the bona fide leader of that team. Quandre Dix is the guy. And I was looking on offense. I'm like, okay, who is it going to be? I don't think it's going to be DK. There's not for sure not going to be the quarterback. So Tyler is that guy. And um, I was super happy for Big Al. Big Al is um, was he like year 14, a guy that's a presence in the locker room. The guy's going to be consistent, talk to the young guy, show him how he got to where he is. I love that. And um, who's the other one? Nick Blore. Everybody loves Nick. <laughs> Special teams, demon, funny, hilarious. 
it's funny. Um, they always have him give, not always, but he gives speech here and there before on Saturday nights. And um, he's always joking around, taking the edge off of guys. And so he's a beast, that captain. And so um, I, I love that crew. I love that group. But you so. said Gino's the guy. You said it, you were right. I mean, you, you said it before anybody else. Gino's going to be the guy here. He's going to be the starter. And when we yeah. asked you, Salk did, why did why were you right on that? <laughs> you said, what? I've watched him. I see how he leads. he got a beautiful arm. He could do these things. <laughs> and then you just so, said, of course he's not going to be the captain. So oh, the nat- oh, no, no, no. He's the quarterback. But captain, put that C on your chest. No, 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 no. That's a whole different ball game. Why? He's not there yet. He hasn't played in seven years. So it's got to be earned. You got to earn that. And um, Tyler has earned that. Gino, you're not about to be giving speeches before the game. No, no, no. You just focus on getting the ball to the fellas. <laughs> Let these other guys handle it. You, he's not the captain. Nor should he should have been. He shouldn't have been well, the captain. What does it mean to be the captain? Well, I wasn't a captain during my tenure at Seattle, so I wouldn't know. Well, no, but you got a chance to be around. Is that something? And I got a bone to pick. Yeah, I got you dang right. I'm upset. I got a bone to pick. Stumbled upon something. Yeah, yeah, I got a bone to pick. But with your teammates, right? Because this is a vote. That's a very that's a very interesting. thing. Do you believe it's a vote, or do you believe that there is some funny business? Come on now. Come on, come on, Mike. It's funny because I've I been a, around here a while. I had a conversation about this just yesterday where Brock, Mora, and Justin all said that I was some sort of weird conspiracy theory nut job because I wondered whether or not there was a hundred percent truth to uh to to who gets named captains. I'm one hundred percent convinced that it is not true. You telling me that Quandre Diggs and Al Woods split fifty fifty for votes? Is that what you're telling me? I'm not telling you anything. Are you telling me that um, Bobby and Cam split 50-50 with the votes? Dead even. I'm not believing that. I'm not believing that. And I was upset. I was upset in my in my tenure in Seattle. I say it here. I was upset that I was not captain. How do you vote? Everybody write the name on the sheet of paper okay. and throw it in. And, you know, during the captain, we all voting. like, hey, you got I'm, you vote for me? You vote for me? Yeah, okay, okay, cool, okay. I'll vote for you. I'll vote for you. Yeah, that's how I And then everybody voted for Bobby. And I looked. I was like, okay, I know he voted for me. I know he got me. Okay, okay. I'm, I may have a chance. Me and Bobby can probably split this thing. Yeah. Never happened. Never happened. <laughs> I was I was mad. Yeah. I was mad. I'm looking at Pete like, it's what's disappointing. up, man? I'm looking at Pete like, what's up, man? Like, I'm very influential in this locker room. Very influential. Don't get it twisted. Who's who's keeping this thing going? You saw what happened when I left. <laughs> you saw what happened. You saw what I happened know, when I leave did. the building. Yes, absolutely. Don't, yeah. Don't. I know. Worried me like about that. you leaving the building here. We may fall apart without you. So am I? Am I a conspiracy theorist? Absolutely. Yes. All right. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna end it here. What a what a powerhouse first hour of Do the KJ Reg. Yes, unfortunately we have to. We all have right. to leave more on the bone for next week. Well, here's a good thing, KJ. I sent you all these topics last night. We yeah. didn't hardly get to any. We didn't need to. That's a good sign Too in radio and the media. That's a good sign. You don't even be, get to the rest of the calls on the play sheet. I want to be clear when I when I said that there was some funny business going on in captaincy elections. I was talking about San Francisco. I was just talking about San Francisco. I wasn't even talking about here. That's a whole different thing. All right. Uh, congrats to Tucker, who's in Spokane. He won the tickets by knowing that KJ got engaged. Where? At Boeing in Everett. There you go. Washington. At the uh, Boeing facility on the tour. Yes. On yes, the yes, Boeing yes. tour. Uh, so congratulations to Tucker. He has won the tickets for Monday night. Yeah. When we talk to you on Wednesday, we'll have real football to talk about. We'll have seen Russ. We'll have seen who cheered, who booed. We'll see how these <laughs> corners do against Russ. We'll see if they can get after him. It's going to be a heck of a, heck of it's a gonna game. It's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. Are you picking the Seahawks? I got the Seahawks winning. 
All right. Who you got? I don't know yet. It's only, it's only, it's only Wednesday. I don't have to make a decision until Monday. Uh, all I know is that week ones are funny. Yeah. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah. I just want to see some good tackling. This is great. Thank you, everybody uh, on the text machine and throughout the uh, Seattle, city of Seattle. Just incredibly happy to have you doing this, sure. as are we. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. That was fun. Right. Thank there you, guys. You go. There is KJ Wright. We'll be right back with uh, one of the stranger segments we will ever do on this station. I promise. Don't go anywhere. It's Brock and Salk on Seattle Sports on 710.